so uh had this idea about building uh, real estate businesses and uh, my first opportunity to learn about real estate was uh 15 years ago in the tech space selling websites to real estate agents so uh i worked at this company and uh just wanted to learn more and more and more and learn how to teach agents how to use websites to generate leads and after eight years of that and teaching people i decided to say well if i know what I know and I'm skilled and maybe I should stop teaching people and actually go do the job. Prospecting requires consistency. Prospect requires uh, an increased skill set. It's a phenomenal time to, to be doing cancel and expires. What's going on, everybody? It's me, it's Aaron Wittenstein, and I want to welcome you to Vulcan 7 Roadmap. This is how we teach you how to take two, three, four, five hundred and sixty-three listings a week. And we have um, a special guest here, Mr. Josh Pono, from the beautiful, beautiful San Diego, Cal- the beautiful area, I should say, of San Diego, California. How you doing, my friend? Doing lovely. Having a great time. It's beautiful out here. There we go. So, um... You have an interesting story, if you will, and I don't want to say anything about it because I don't think it sounds as good to come from my mouth as it does from yours. So kind of take me from the top, will you please? Uh, yeah. So uh had this idea about building uh, real estate businesses and uh, my first opportunity to learn about real estate was uh, 15 years ago in the tech space, selling websites to real estate agents. So uh, I worked at this company selling a, a $50 a month product and uh, just wanted to learn more and more and more and learn how to teach agents how to use websites to generate leads and use uh, other CRMs and just kept going to different tech companies and really learning about how to convert leads, how to generate leads, how to use these leads and leverage to grow their businesses. And after eight years of that and teaching people, I decided to say, well, if I know what I know and I'm skilled like I think I am, then maybe I should stop teaching people and actually go do the job. And so I uh, hopped into real estate uh, after about eight years of being in the coaching, consulting, training of uh, agents directly, moved to San Diego, which is where I'm originally from, Southern California, and no sphere, no 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 sphere of influence, no no database in place. Just started prospecting like a maniac. All right, so you started prospecting, and I assume I know what you're prospecting for. But what 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 did you start prospecting? First thing I did was uh, because I had been around all the best teams in the country. I had had hundreds of conversations with teams that did 50, 100, 200, 500, 1,000 deals. And as I was preparing to go do this new adventure, I was also strategically gathering resources and information. And and what I found across the board was that the number one source for best data, most reliable to go out and get the cheapest, best quality leads was Vulcan 7. And so one of the first purchases I made was Vulcan 7. Um, and by the way, I, I went through all the other one, other sources and, and I just trusted all the coaching, all the guiding, all the resources that I'd gotten from all the teams nationwide, invest the right money in the right lead source. Cause it'll come back a million times over. And so right out the gate, just started prospecting for listings through Vulcan seven and did a lot of internet lead generation through different portals, Google, Facebook, all the big portals, et cetera. So, all right. So walk me through, because I mean, getting into prospecting, you know, I mean, in, in the beginning, it's not easy. Um, it's simple, but it's not easy is the best way to put it. So just walk me through kind of like that first year getting you know, your feet wet and getting your, uh, you know, get, get getting the objections coming to you and all that type of stuff. Uh, how, how did that work out for you? 
Well, you know, I, I was blessed with the lack of options, um, a lack of options. So, you know, I first started prospecting in 2009 and slash 10, like December, January, 2010, cold calling real estate agents in the middle of 2010, trying to sell them marketing. Not a great time. Now, luckily, I was pretty ignorant to what was going on in the economy. I wasn't a big news watcher. So I had no idea that we were in the middle of this crazy, epic crash and and this horrible, torrentious you know, market. Um, and so I started prospecting and I needed a job. I needed a job. I needed to make money. And I was pretty bad at it in the sense that I thought it was just this, you know, hop on, make some calls. People like you, they talk to you. And I realized there was systems and structure and format to it that would lead and guarantee your success. And so, you know, when I first started uh, real estate, I had already come into the place where I had built up a mindset of prospecting requires outbound calling. Prospecting requires consistency. Prospect requires uh, an increased skill set. And even when I came into real estate, I had to learn all the conversations all over because I wasn't selling websites anymore. I was working with homeowners that had just been through this really frustrating experience. And I I knew the format and the sales technical jargon and, and the process and the fundamentals of selling because I've been doing it for a long time, but I had to completely learn all the clients' pains, all that stuff. So there was a process where my first year, uh, it was challenging and um, I had to learn the systems, had to learn the process, had to learn you know the, the CRM with, with Vulcan and all that good stuff to where um, I could get in a really, really strong rhythm, but I stayed committed. I was, I knew that I could do it and just kept at it. And then it, and it turned out to be really awesome. So what, what did your, I mean, like, you know, within that first year, two, three years of doing it, you know, what, what did you, I mean, did we have solid numbers? Cause I, I mean, I know when you're in San Diego, yeah. you sell one house, you make $353,256, but like, you know, how did that, how did that work out for you? Well, you know, there's always the pros and the cons. And, and that's one thing that I, I've noticed that uh, as we've grown the business and as I've continued to uh, learn more skills and whatnot, you know, I'm absolutely blessed to be in San Diego where the average price point is is very high. You know, our average home sale for a, a single family detached home is close to a million bucks. It was only around 600 when I started. Of course, COVID, you know, was a big boom and all that good stuff for, for real estate. Um, but it also is extremely competitive. Right. Because you've got 20 something thousand real estate and some of the biggest teams in the entire country are in this market and they've got massive amounts of money. They've got ISA teams. So the, the barrier of entry is also really, really tough because, you know, you're getting and, and of course, you know, you've got a lot of agents that are going after those listings even harder because the reward is so great. And so, uh, you know, the first year. I worked really, really hard and I sold six homes directly from Vulcan, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal return on investment. Got six in my first year. And I was really, you know, looking back on it, what if I knew what I know now in regards to the approach, I would have sold more. I was inconsistent. I was struggling with time management. So I'd get two listings. My my first month prospect and I got two listings in a town called Ramona, which is most of the agents have their, you know, snottiness to it. Oh, I don't go to Ramona. I was so excited. Like, oh, you're a seller. Let's go. Where are you at? Ramona. I love Ramona. Have I been there? No, but I know I love it because I got two opportunities and listings there. That's my heart. That's where I'm starting. And I took anything I could, but I learned. Right. And year two, uh, I did close to 12. I think I did 12 or 13 that were canceled and expired. And then year three, it went up to about 20. Um, year four, COVID hit. And we had a big challenge with inventory. Obviously, that's changing now. 
um, and we're seeing more and more cancel and expireds. It's a phenomenal time to to be doing cancel and expireds. But uh, there was a ramp up period, um, but it was consistent the whole way. There was constant growth, constant constant learning because it's it's a it's a it's a process of understanding the client's problems and learning how to solve them pretty quickly. I mean, the nice part is, I mean, it doubled and doubled and doubled. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't yeah. ask for more than that. You know what I mean? Your first year to take six of them, $600,000, you know what I mean? The, the, the ROI is just there. It makes sense. And it hit 20. And I mean, you do 30, you're running right now. That's the $30 million business in San Diego. So, I mean, well, it's all relative. Yeah. And not only that, here's the thing that I, I, I talk to agents about all the time too, is it's not just the cancel and expires, right? Because I've been doing Vulcan seven for seven years now. And so every time I have a buyer and they're like, I need more inventory. I'm like, I've got 7,000 properties in my database that no other realtor said that they have off-market properties. Great. I'll show you how they get other off-market properties. They go to their Facebook group and they say, hey, I got a buyer. Notice how there's zero comments in this group on all these comments. And I open up Vulcan. And I'm like, we've got the numbers. We're having conversations. We make hundreds of calls a day. We make thousands of calls a month. We will actually deliver it. And they see the value. And so it wasn't just about the six sales. It was also about the additional buyers that we brought in because we were doing lead generation elsewhere. And so there was so much synergy leveraging. So much synergy leveraging. And then on top of that, as we would talk to the sellers and they would say, you know, everybody says they specialize in it. We would say, great, well, let us show you our processes that we have. I mean, we've been doing this for seven years. We've had thousands of conversations. Not many people can say that. So, so you almost put it in a way of I have a secret MLS, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I, I think that's a phenomenal idea because what people don't realize is, I mean, I've got. 10,000 phone numbers and addresses and people's, you know, information. And it's all sitting right there that most people don't have access to. So that idea of a secret, I'm, I've, I've never thought about positioning. That's a really good idea right there. Well, if you think about it, right, what's one of the, what's one of the biggest problems outside of price and interest rates? What's one of the biggest problems with almost all buyers nationwide? Not enough options, not enough inventory. And as agents, we have a coming soon in the MLS, Everybody's got access to that. Nothing special. We got coming soons on Zillow or Redfin. Nothing special. Nothing special. Right. And agents all the time say, well, I know the buzzword is off market properties, but there's no substance behind it. Yeah, there's none. So when you can show people that, hey, I've been investing in this for years and I can show you at the buyer consultation, I can walk you through the scripts that we're using and all that different kind of stuff. And I can show you that I'm physically having conversations and I'm the guy that outworks everybody that brings more value to the table. And especially right now where there's all these challenges going on with how are we going to showcase value as buyers agents with all the lawsuit talk going on. Now's the perfect time to leverage this type of value. And one of the things that I loved about Vulcan is there was a, a period of time for about a year and a half when I was doing a, some partnership with some teams and whatnot, where they were paying for Vulcan and I wasn't when I came back and I started my own business, Vulcan, unlike everybody else, will actually, I don't know if I can get in trouble for saying this, but they'll actually let you buy some of the old data. So you can come in as a new client or a returning client and invest a very, very small amount to get older leads, which by the way, unlike most traditional sales fashions where like nobody wants an old lead, right? Ah, old lead. I don't want to call them old lead. Canceling expires is some of the best old leads because usually 
Somebody wants to move or upsize or downsize for a specific reason. They're downsizing because they're getting older and they don't want to walk upstairs. Well, guess what? Their knees aren't going to get better. So sooner or later, that problem's coming back. And, and people are upsizing because I don't want to see my kids fighting over the TV when their friends come over. I need more space. Well, guess what? Kids don't just stop growing, right? So the problem that made people want to move, they might put it on pause for a year or two due to market conditions, but the driving indicator of why they wanted to move in the first place, no matter what they say in that initial cold call on the first day that it expires, it hasn't been solved 90% of the time. So yeah, I, the database is gold, little gold. It, it's gold. They say gold old in the gold or gold in the old or something like that, right? It, it, what, what, yeah, one of right? those. There's gold. There's gold somewhere sitting somewhere over yeah. there. Sorry. So, so do some we sort of sales adage that just just makes it <laughs> makes sense, right? Exactly. The path exactly. is in the math, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. We, we could do this. We should just have a show where we just do that one for hours. But right. um, fast forward me to right now, because I know, you know, like I said, I know what you did and you're working on some really amazing stuff right now. So fast forward us kind of uh, what your world looks like. Um, so my world right now is uh, I spent seven years really um, pushing myself to get as uh, dialed in as possible with understanding the consumer's problems. And um, I have agents, I, I own an office out here in San Diego. And I believe that prospecting is the number one skill set that if anybody who wants to grow their business faster than just waiting for referrals to come in, right? I'll be, I'll sit here all day long and talk about the best business is somebody that already knows you, they raise their hand, says you worked with Susie, Susie Sixpack, you're amazing. I want to hire you. And only 10% of everybody that we ever work with will refer us a deal each and every year. So if we've done 100 sales in our career and we did an awesome job and we stayed in touch with them, then we'll get one, we'll get 10 referrals per year. Most agents want to sell 20, 30, 40 homes a year on autopilot. The only way to do that, the only way to speed that up is to go out and get more business quicker so that you can build your sphere of influence. And prospecting has allowed me to make millions of dollars in commission because I can hop on the phone and create a relationship with somebody what I work on now is teaching people about how they can identify the problems, right? Because with, with canceling expireds, there's a big misconception that you're trying to get their listing. And the different approach is call them to solve their problem. So for example, there was this, this call we were listening to the other day. I love how you know we can record the calls and we can listen to the calls because that's where a lot of the value comes. Oh, you missed the tonality there. Oh, you went left when you should have gone right. You talked about this when this was what they were really saying if you were listening. And that comes with time, right? Because in the beginning, we're just listening to what they're saying so that we can say something that sounds cool, right? And once you, you stick to the program, you work the process, you understand the consumer, then we start to listen to what they're really saying and our brain naturally fires off what we really need to solve. And an example of that is where somebody had a property on the market, they wanted to sell it, it didn't work out. They decided to go out and, and do some remodeling and then they were gonna do a refinance to turn into a cash flow property. And the agent says, you know, hey, I'm calling about the listing. And they say, well, I wanna talk about lending. Well, the agent being somebody that isn't a lender goes, oh, well, I don't do lending. When really the, the question is, oh, you want to talk about lending? Let's talk about lending. What do you need right now? Because then it goes, well, I need a lender to do this, this, and this, and this. And that way I can do this, 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 and this. And then the question becomes, hey, out of curiosity, why such the pivot? You wanted to sell. Now you want to do this. I can help you and connect you with this. But I'm just curious, curious little cat. What was the initial goal? 
And now guess what? They're talking about the sales process again, right? So when we reach out to people, it's about helping them make a breakthrough of, of getting the consumer to go, ah, that was the original goal or ah, that is the problem or ah, I should make a switch. Um, I work on just helping people understand the problems that cancel and expired people go through to create those moments of aha within the clients and the agents in my office, uh, they're working the system and, and they're having phenomenal results with it. So it's really, that's really what I'm, I'm a, I'm a teacher, I'm an educator and uh, that's where my passion is. Oh, Cause it's all about active listening, right? It's hearing, it's, it's just, it's, how can I put this? It's, um, it's listening to what they say yet hearing what they need is what winds up coming. And that's exactly what you just said right there. It's yep. taking situation one and listening to that until you're like, wait a second, now we're in a position of situation two, right? And that's where training and, you know, and, and coaching and all that other stuff comes. So, you know, um, it's so important. So um, I, what, I mean, with, with, when you're training, when you're training your team in particular right now, okay. Yeah. Like, what do you feel is the most important thing? You know, other, other than what you just said, what do you feel is the most important thing to, you know, cause people need training and helping, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, one of the blessings that I received by going through this really phenomenal sales training, fundamental sales training program at all these website companies, and they were known for one of the nation's best technical sales training. I mean, we used to literally have to send cease and desist letters to other companies because they would have their employees come get hired at ours to go through our training program and then get kicked out. Right. And then leave. And so we actually had to do that. And, and what I've what I've always taught people and what I what I talk to the agents about and anybody listening to this is like, how do I get better with cancel and expires instantly? It's about the introduction line. OK. And we've all we've all been there. Right. If we get off to a rocky start in the beginning, it's rocky. All It just seems to. Yeah. You have a problem. Something's going wrong. It just seems like it's just constantly breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. When we reach out to these people. Our energy, our tone, our pace say more about us than anything else, right? So most people will call up and they'll, you know, hey, uh, my name is Josh with 123 Realty. And um, I was calling because I noticed that, like, did you, your home, like, it, it didn't sell. And, you know, I was just curious about, you know, what the plan is or blah, 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 blah. And so it comes out as this sales call immediately, right? And then the prospect comes out, are you an agent, right? And it's almost like we're cowering that we're an agent. Um, if you want, I can give you that opening line that I do every single time that completely and radically changes the, the perception. So first and foremost, we start out with familiarity, right? If somebody calls me, it's cold calling me and they say, hi, is this Josh? I'm like, no, this is the random man who answers Josh's cell phone for him. What do you, you know, is this Ron Burgundy, right? Like I'm Ron Burgundy. Like why is there a, <laughs> why is there a question mark you have? Assume you're calling their cell phone because that's the number one thing that we were getting a hold of, right? Most of them are cell phones. How many people have a have a landline anymore? Very, very few. So, so when we reach out to them, and by the way, if you say, yeah, can I please speak to Josh? My guard goes up like this. I know you don't know me. I know you're talking to me about something that you want. It's all about you. So when we reach out, we say, hey, Aaron. Hey, like, how's want, it going? Like we, yeah. And so your guard, hey, Aaron. Hey, how's it going? Right. You're still figuring out who is this person? And saying they're talking to me like I know them. So they're guard because they're in a mental thought process trying to figure it out. And they don't want to be rude to somebody they know. They don't want to let you know that what if what if this is one of my friends and I forgot? What if I changed the phone or what if I lost it? So they're there. Who is this? And you pause. Hey, Aaron. Hey. And and they won't even say that. They'll they'll wait for a second. They're like kind of waiting. And then you go, it's Josh Pono. 
with authority. Hey, it's Josh Pono. Everybody knows Josh Pono. Who doesn't know Josh Pono? It's kind of a big deal. I got many leather bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany, right? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, this is Josh Pono. And the, the pause is there for a second. You say, good morning. And you don't say, how are you? Because how are you as salesy? And not for nothing, if if somebody said, I'm horrible, I still want to sell their house. They could be getting divorced. They could be doing. So as real estate agents, we don't get the luxury of only working with cheery people. And we're okay with that. So how are you is an irrelevant question. It's salesy. It drops up their guard. And they know you ultimately don't care because you're calling them with an agenda on your own. So we say, hey, Aaron, Josh Pono. Hey. Good morning. Now, what happens when they say good morning, right? They got their scripts. We got ours. So we're going to outscript them. Why? Because we're professionals and they're amateurs. They don't cold call for a living. They don't prospect for a living, but they do have their not interested script. So the longer we keep them off of that, the better off we are to position the conversation where we can control and always get to the meat of the conversation. Because that's where most people get jacked up is the cold call right. conversion. How do you convert it from a cold call to a warm call? You keep their guard down with familiarity. And as soon as they go, uh, as soon as you say, hey, good morning. And, and it's a good morning like, like you just, you're loving life. You're living the dream because who doesn't love cold calling strangers? I mean, this is the thing that just gets you excited. Like you are awkwardly in love with this process, right? And by the way, this is challenging because some days we don't feel like doing the job. And this is where the professionalism comes in. This is where the, the I want to win, the Mamba mentality comes in. Every day we get ready to go out and take that business to create relationships. And so... um, once we say good morning, though, here's the thing. We engage some of their psychological behavior and programming because when we're children and somebody says good morning, good evening, good afternoon, many of our parents, even the not so nice ones, taught us, don't be rude. If somebody says good morning, you're supposed to do what, Aaron? Good morning. So then when they say good morning, oftentimes they accidentally slip and they go, oh, because uh, uh, they're, they're caught off guard. Who is this? What's going on? Uh, uh, how are you? So now their scripting is working to be polite to me, which is really hard to be mean to somebody you're supposed to be polite to psychologically. Right. And they go, well, uh, how are you? And then that's where most agents mess up and they go, I'm fine. Listen, I'm calling about one, two, three main street, AKA, you <laughs> right. AKA you don't care about them. So when they say good morning to us, we go, oh, or they say, how are you? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm somewhere between fantastic, maybe phenomenal, but it's early. It's probably going to get better. How about you? And I slow down in that moment to say, how about you? I'm going to pause everything that I want to do. You've now said, how are you to me? I'm now going to say, how are you? And I'm going to hit you with so much positivity that you can't. Who, who wants to yell at the super nice guy? Now, people say, well, what if they say, do I know you? Which happens occasionally. Do I know you? Absolutely not. This is an introductory call. The reason why I'm calling you don't wait. You just go right into it. Are you an agent? Absolutely. And the reason why I'm calling. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. And by the way, a lot of people go, wow, you're in a great mood. What's not to love about life? Hey, listen, I'm calling about 123 Main Street. I sell a lot of homes where other agents couldn't or didn't. I saw this one. Looks fantastic. I, I can't figure out what's the story with this one. Wow. Let me tell you, Josh. Boom. Now, the hardest part about that is one, understanding just the pauses, because as agents, we get nervous. Like when we first start dialing, man, we talk a million miles a minute. So I always tell agents, hey, speak as if you were calling your grandmother who's 90 years old on the phone, right? Because we, we, we have to recognize they do not understand our speech patterns yet. And if we come at them fast, they're going to run fast, right? We go nice and slow. Hey, Aaron, it's Josh Pono. 
Good morning. Huh? What a day. Life is good. Right. And it's that whole approach. And what we find is all of a sudden we go from like, yes, you're going to get some people that are just rude and hang up. But the amount of instant rejection before you even get going, before you, that's the stuff that kills spirit. That's the stuff that breaks will. Because once you can get into it where you're constantly pitching them of when you interview in the best agents to get the property sold, shout out to Kevin Ward, stole a little sprinkle of him from there, right? When are you actually going to get the property sold? And then you're always in that, hey, we're not interested. We're not going to. And everything they say, no matter what they say, I hate real estate agents. We're not interested. Agents are the sleaze of the earth. You know what, Aaron? That's exactly why I'm calling you. Hey, we're not selling for six months, 12 months. We're never, we're taking it off the market. We're renting it out. We actually hired our cousin who's never sold a home ever. And now he's going to sell it. Hey, that's exactly why I'm calling. Blows it. What? What? That's exactly why I'm calling. Whatever they say, that's exactly why I'm calling. That is exactly why I'm calling. Hey, real quick. Why'd the agent say the property didn't sell? I'm just curious. That's exactly why I'm calling. That's exactly whatever they say. I, Josh, are you an agent? Because I freaking hate agents. You know what? That's exactly why I'm calling. Yeah. So, okay, so, so I script with a lot, of, like a lot of people, on a regular basis. Okay, I bet. Um, I, 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 it's crazy. Like it's it's insane. And that was a very, very like I like that approach a lot. So I would suggest this is just coming from Aaron's suggestion. Listen to that a couple of times. Um, you know, with 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 what Josh just said, because that's. That's a really good suggestion as to what to do when it comes to scripting. It's just a lot different than what I've heard before, and I really, really like it. So um, I thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I really appreciate you're, that. Thank you're welcome, you. Man. Uh, and you know what? The, 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 the cool thing is, is that one of the challenges with scripts is like, well, there's a script for this. There's a script for that. There's a script for this. Whether I'm calling an internet lead, I'm calling a referral, I'm calling a buyer, a seller, a canceled, an expired, a FISBO, a probate. It's the same psychology because it's the same human just with a different problem. And so I still, even on internet leads, on whatever it is, it's, hey, Aaron, it's Josh Pono. Good morning. So once you practice that, you're going to notice overnight. And and the, the problem is the pause. And people skip it a little bit and they, they want to say it their own way. Be exact. Hey, Client name with familiarity. Say your name with authority, like you are. Everybody should know you. Okay, and then in a very positive way, little pause in between each, little pause in between. Let that marinate, right? Because if you don't allow them to go, who is this man, Josh Pono? That sound does that sound from Josh Pono? Josh Pono. If you don't let that marinate. Then they just feel rushed and then they just go back to, I'm uncomfortable. I can't think. I can't think. You're rushing them through the process. A part of it is letting them know, let them know. Not in a hurry. It's a power in the pause, baby. It's a power in the pause. Let the silence do some heavy lifting. All right. So let me ask you this. You get a brand new agent who just came into your office, knocks on your door, and you got to give him, they're looking, him or her are looking for one piece of advice. What's that piece of advice that you're going to give this brand new agent? Don't take yourself so seriously. We all want to be awesome rock stars from the instant get-go. Um, we all want to look good. None of us like rejection. People look at me and they go, you know, you don't even care about rejection. Actually, I hate rejection just like everybody else. Mm. I don't I, I don't like putting my heart and soul into something and then being like, I hate your art. There was a song by a, a hip-hop artist that said, you know, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. 
and I edited it for the, the, the radio version. But the point is, is that like, you know, we come in and, and I think one of the blessings that I had, man, is that I had failed so much because I did eight years of cold calling. And that, that was the other thing too. Like people are like, well, how do you call canceling spiders? I'm like, you should try to sell websites to agents. It's way harder. Right. I had already been screamed at by thousands of agents. So when I would get a homeowner that was mad or said, oh, I got five calls this morning. I used there was a website that was built about me, Aaron. There was a website when I was a trainer that said there's a guy at this company training people to cold call us two, three times a day. Stop calling. And so like when I came in, I didn't take myself seriously. I knew I was going to make mistakes. I knew I was going to look dumb, but I didn't care because I also knew that if I kept going good, uh, kept going on that track and I kept learning, there's only so many things they can say. There's there's only so many challenges they have. There's a list of problems that they all have. And some only have one or two. Some of them three or four. Some of them only have one. Some of them have all seven. Some of them. But they there's only there's a finite amount of objections they can give. There's a fine. And there's only two or three different things you can say to each one that work every single time, depending on where it is. And so you just learn. Then you're never unprepared. Then you're the master. And then you're confident all the time because it's like, throw your best shot at me. Anything you got, I'm ready. There's nothing you can say. So enjoy, enjoy being the rookie because you won't be the rookie until you level up again. And that's the other thing too, is that, that I bet on myself so many times at so many different companies and so many different opportunities that you start to realize you're always going to be the rookie every time you level up. So we're going to level up because once you learn this skill, they can never take it from you. It's true. Once you learn how to do this, the whole economy could go down. This could be a problem. That could be a problem, but you can always just say, you know what? For a very small amount of money, I can buy cancel and expires. I can hop in. I can I can go get business, and it'll apply everywhere. The skill you're working on will give you absolute security and protection. Don't take yourself so seriously. Show up six days a week. Call at least thirty minutes a day. Just go for it. Have some fun. All right, my friend. So someone moves to wonderful San Diego, okay, um, and they're looking for a referral agent. What is the best way to get in touch with you and your team? Uh, you can. Uh, well, I'm a real estate agent, so you can just Google my name and it'll have my cell phone. And the best way to to to, to get in contact with me is just text me. Just text right. me. That'll be the, the hottest way to do it. And uh, and you can email me. I mean, all of our stuff's online. So uh, Josh Pono, San Diego Realtor. Right um, over there. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, my friend. Uh, final words. What do you got for me? Uh, appreciate you guys and the team. Um, appreciate the dedication and commitment to just uh, you know, people always ask me all the time about Vulcan because you guys know, other agents know, people shop and know you're not the cheapest discount. You're not the Redfin on the block. Let's just put it that way, right? Where, hey, for those of our Redfin agents, I love you. I'm just, I'm just having some fun. Um, you guys are are not the cheapest on the on the block, but uh, I I have such confidence in your data and such confidence in in my people being able to work the leads and have accurate phone numbers. And they show up every day. They're on autopilot. I never have to spend a single ounce of energy wondering if you guys are going to do your job. You guys are extremely consistent. Um, it's a great peace of mind for me. You guys are absolutely the highest quality, cheapest lead source. I mean, you guys are less than a dollar a lead every single month, sometimes less. And in the month of January, you guys are closer to 50 cents a lead. Name, phone number, email, high intent. They just came off the market. And um, so I appreciate you guys. Final words. And we appreciate you. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being here. This was great information today. And if you need anything from our wonderful new friend, Josh, just Google him. All right. All right, man. You take care of yourself. Ooh. All right. <laughs>